What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in This Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Sinan Hamden neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. We're shaking cats and kittens. This is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast. I am the Rob in Robcast, the Silver Linings Playboy, the American Wave, the Midnight Snack Rob Lee. Get it straight. For all of you guys out there listening, we do a podcast. Me and my uh, silent partner here. Yep, Torn, you know. Uh-huh. Probably the cool one out of the group, but you know. I, I don't know. Is. I don't know if that's accurate. I have to be. Say, say more about this. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's just like, get yourself over as the cool guy. I'm the cool guy. Look, Listen to my voice. That's it. You're as cool. Mm. Dis- you're, you're Kawhi don't, Leonard. You're the Kawhi Leonard of this oh, podcast. Oh, shit. I'm a fun guy. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> so listen to us every week. We cover weird news, pop culture, entertainment. The cool guy, Torn, don't call me Tron. Tron and me, Rob Lee, the King Snake, uh, the Thoughts of Doom, the man with 101 aliases. And we're on every week on MTR Podcast, and that is mtrthenetwork.com. That is on Apple, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are found. Those are going to be MTR Podcasts. Look for us on YouTube and check us out on the Instagram account and Facebook, both at MTR Podcast. Check us out every Tuesday. New episodes are dropping. Subscribe today. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is artist, musician, producer. We have Girl You Crazy. Welcome to the podcast. What it do, what it do. I just want to say this, though. I don't produce that much, but I still I still like to, you know, throw that in there because I do be dabbling in music. But nah, it's your Girl You Crazy. You already know what's going on. Shout out to Mr. Rob. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think production, right? I think production is always like weird. Like, I feel like I'm a producer in terms of what I'm putting out there, but I realize I'm more of an executive producer. I like to tell people what to do. Yeah, put this this way. Organize that that way. That's kind of how yeah, I operate. You know what? Fuck it. Throw it under there. Can I curse? Yeah, yeah spin it. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, be authentic. Yeah, no, no, real shit. On my, on my mama. We're going to say, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a producer. Why, why not? Yeah, yeah. So without burying the lead, right? Um, let's let's talk about um, your work and your projects because, well, let's talk about your work starting off. So, you know, I'm going to do my version of it. I, and I described it as to what you do and what you're about, but I think you can do a better job at describing what your work is about and like your musical style. So if you will, please. Well, my musical style for me is uh, more so just personal shit. I, I'm not the type to to really get into a shit that I don't live and shit. I don't want to rap or make music or put myself out there as a facade. So I try to tend to keep it what I've experienced in life and keep it within a realm of normal, normal people. You know, everybody kind of goes through the same thing in different ways, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to make myself seem like I'm a, 
a person that's doing stuff crazy when that's not my lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I could talk about the stuff I've done, crazy or not, but at the end of the day, I want to be super relatable to the the average person, whether it's man, woman, whatever. That's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a man, but I go by girl, you crazy because I connect with a lot of everyone. Yeah. Race, color, gender, no matter what it is, I connect with a lot of everyone. I think that's where I just want to go with my music and how I present myself as just a person that connects with everyone and not trying to commit a fa- uh, create a facade or try to create something that won't be genuine in two, three years. You know? that's, that's legit. You, you want to be able to have something that when you go back on it and you look at it, it's like, all right, I see the growth, I see the maturity, but also I see how this is a, a GYC record or what have you. And, that, and that's the thing. And, you know, so in, in looking at it, like what kind of influences would you have? And I know people get weird about it and they're trying to say, oh, my influences are this or that. Well, I don't have any influences. But what would you say your influences are for those who are uninitiated, who've not who've not heard your some of your stuff yet to get an idea of what they can be looking forward as they do that search on Spotify? They do that search on Google. So my influences so far, I would say, because. I get influenced a lot, period. And I can truthfully say that I would say in the retrospect of everything, my celebrity influence, and I do that with air quotes, are Pharrell, um, Kanye, and Fonsworth Bentley, just for their style and how they deal with things. But my other influences are truthfully my friends. And shout out all my friends, genuinely, because my friends give me a platform to be able to speak what I feel to them also, but to put it on a record or a track or anything. And from then for them to still be able to hear like, Oh, this is Kyle, you know, yeah. this is GYC. Like this is the homie because he's very genuine to himself. So I can, without being, without celebrities, I would say my biggest inspirations or people I look up to are my friends and how they treat me as a person because without them i can't succeed with myself like i've had i have a lot i had a excuse me i've had a lot of family troubles and it's like my friends are my family you know and they 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 inspire me in a way that i couldn't get through a celebrity that i don't talk to or through a parent i don't talk to or through a you know something that's not very genuine so i i would i would really say my friends are my inspiration because even without them i couldn't even be able to begin to make songs about my life because they're in my life and i may not speak names or anything but i i speak about a lot of experiences that my friends have also influenced or been around so I would say my biggest inspiration right now are like my loved ones and my friends besides yeah. like celebrities that people always kind of gravitate to, but shout out Kanye and Pharrell. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like, you know, this is an inside baseball kind of interview because we know each other outside of this and we connect oh, yeah. on, on that Aquarian thing. And shout definitely there's, um, there, there, there are some connections that resonate there and, you know, people that I look at, um, I definitely those three and they definitely come through with the, you know, what I know about you. Um, so in, in speaking of those, isn't it interesting that those, those names came up, right? Um, you know, Fonsworth, uh, Kanye and Pharrell makes fashion come to mind because two of the three, you know, are known for fashion, clothing designers and all of that stuff. So, so speak on that a little bit, because I think it's more than just the music. It's, it's the image that goes along with it. It's the visuals yeah, that go so, along with it. So, so speak on some of your interests in terms of fashion, whether that you have, whether you have um, fashion icons and if so, who are they, who are they? 
Um, the same three people, to be honest. I, I truthfully believe Pharrell and Kanye taught me at a, a, a early age that it don't it don't matter if you a nigga. Like you don't gotta act like a nigga. I'm not trying to say that in no bad way, yeah. but like it's like it's cool for black people to like rock music or it's cool for black people to make alternative shit. You know, it's not, we don't always have to be that stereotypical in a circle of black people do this, black people do that. But with them, it's like, I remember the first time I seen Kanye wear a polo, a pink polo backpack and some baggy jeans. And to me, that meant a lot because I hated polos. Like I hated polos, but Kanye wore a pink one and made it cool. And I was like, yo, I like wearing pink, but I don't like wearing polos. So shit, maybe I should start dabbling into pink polos because he made it look cool. He made it, it was like a thing he made it for me to like, okay, it's cool for a black person to think outside the box. Especially yeah. with Pharrell too. Pharrell, a lot of people don't know, Pharrell's been in multiple dresses and skirts and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Pharrell inspired Kanye to wear a skirt. So it's like one of those things, like they opened up a realm of, almost fuck what everyone thinks, regardless if it's your homie, whatever, just be yourself. Because if you look at both of them, regardless of how the world thinks of them, they're still themselves. So so in it, like, you know, based on what you said with your music and, and, and what you're taking out of those, it's like individualism is one of those key things. And, and that definitely resonates, you know, like I need to be me, congru- I need to be congruent, I need to be me, I need to be me unapolog- unapologetically, is, is that fair? That's very fair because um, one person that doesn't in in the three people I named Fonsworth, he doesn't get a lot of recognition, but Fonsworth has done a lot for the community as far as style. Mm-hmm. For a long time, he was styling Pharrell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was helping Pharrell out with his stuff, like creatively. And it's like with those people, individuality seems to go a long way. And regardless of if, if you're the lowest person on the totem pole or the highest person, if you still you're yourself, you get more recognition because regardless of where you at, what time it is, what event, what place, whatever it is, you're still going to be yourself. And I think with that is like in high school, when I started to realize like, I'm going to be myself and always be myself is when I really was like, cool. I can, I can enjoy what I'm doing because I was wearing satchels and handbags in high school and people were calling me gay. Yeah. And I'm not gay, but I don't care about none of that. If you want to wear a fucking skirt, do it. If you want to wear a headband, do it. If you want to wear nothing, you want to be a nudist, do it. Like for me, it's like all of them really gave me that. Just be yourself. You can, you can never go wrong with being yourself. I'm, so like, you know, the nudist thing sticks out because I prefer to walk around on the weekends with no clothes on, like thing rings from baby boy. And no, hold on. <laughs> Let me say that differently. No, oh, that was my way of asking a question oh, about wow. California. We're going to have to run that back on my mama. We're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about California a little bit. You're, you're a transplant. You've moved here, right? Yeah, I moved here. I moved here at a young age to uh, hoop and whatnot. And, and just, you know, I, I, at the time when I was here, when I moved here, it was for a different time in my life where I thought like, oh yeah, I gotta be a hooper. I gotta play sports. I gotta do this. Cause mind you, I'm the only boy in my close family. So I have two sisters and a mom that I lived with basically all my life or not all my life for most of my life and seen, been around them most of my life. But for me, it was like, I'm always gonna be this Cali dude in, in my heart. like. I'm always going to be from Cali. I'm from Cali. Like, like nobody can ever take that away from me. Mm-hmm. So just coming out here, 
it was more so just for that. I, I think it was literally just more so just for the shot to start a life as a hooper or something, you know? Yeah. And um, just during that, I just found myself getting lost. Like, yeah, I enjoyed hooping, but it became a job that I wasn't enjoying. And everybody says you want to end up doing what you love as work because it doesn't seem like work. So when we were, we would go to random story. We would go to basketball games or other, uh, other uh, schools and shit. And I'd be the only nigga to dress up and, yeah. for a weight game. You feel me? And it's like, everybody was clowning me and whatnot. But at the end of the day, other coaches was coming up to me and talking to me. Cause like, Oh, they respect that. You know, they understand that's, you know, that's me. Cause yeah, I dressed, I was the only one to dress up, but I was the only one to drop 20 points and 10 assists. You feel me? Yeah. Like it still just resonated with me, but you got you got to be left sometimes, right? Like yeah, I, I remember I remember when uh I, I have a, a similar thing, but not in in, in a- athletics or anything, but more on the I was in the scholarship program, and I know it was coming from a small school in Baltimore, going against Penn State, going against these big schools, Penn State, uh, um, like North Carolina, uh, UPenn, things like that, right? And yeah. you know, I was like the only black guy there. And you've seen me, it's hard to hide me. I'm a large person. So, so I remember I go there and they're kind of joking all of the, I looked at them as competition, all the people who are in this program with me. And they're like, wow, you got the power tie here? You got the suit on? I was like, yeah, cause you guys are competition. And I said it stone faced. And they were like, oh shit, he, he's serious. He, he definitely wants to be in this program. You know, we need to be aware of, you know, what's going on in Baltimore, this little, you know, Morgan state university and all. And it was kind of one of those things of earning that respect and the people who were proctoring this program, they recognized it as well that, you know, this black guy from HBCU is going against these other schools who have that name recognition and they, they couldn't underestimate me based on just what I presented. And it was right. just me going left. Right. Um, so, so let's, let's talk about music a bit. Um, so for you as an artist, uh, what is, what is integral to you? Like, some people feel like they need they need to get zooted before they perform it or before they're creating. Some people feel like, yo, I just need to have, you know, this the right mindset. I need to have this music playing. I need to have this this meal or, or something along those lines. What yeah. is something that you re- really like to have around or that you really feel gets you in that creative kind of space? Um, there's a few things. One of them is just. I don't write. So I like to really be in the moment. So a lot of the times when I do make my music, it's because I feel a way right then and there. And I have to express it in ways that I can't to the public in the moment. So it's like, if I feel angry or if I feel sad and I don't want to cry or yell, lash out, it's like, I need to go make a song. Like I need to make something. It's my, it's like my release. Also, um, I need to have my homie Xavier's opinion just cause the, his work, his work ethic is crazy. Like, and to hear that as a just a friend and another artist that's already doing beyond what I could expect for for the time that he's doing it and it's beautiful. It just makes it just it helps me get into that mode of like, regardless if it's a bad idea to others, it's still an idea and you need to get that out. So, well, ideas matter. Ideas matter a hundred percent. And the whole thing with that is just like hearing, hearing, hearing um, constructive criticism from someone that I look up to that's younger than me mm-hmm. is very helpful in a way as far as like musically, like I said, because his work ethic is kind of crazy, but more so just if 
I feel like I need to be feeling a hundred percent away and then I can make a legit nice song because I can go days where I just like, Oh yeah, I need to make music. or I want to make music and start a good five songs and never finish them. But for the songs I finish, it's usually because I'm really feeling the way yeah. I have my homie to talk to me throughout, you know, give me suggestions, this, that, the third. And then I just get to it. A uh, cool, you know, some beers here and there, some J's here and there, you know, just to keep me, you know, yeah. focused. But mostly those things like just being in the moment and feeling how I feel and be being able to get it out. And I think that's what my advice is. Like, it's like, if I feel a, a way a hundred percent, I'd need to release it. And mm-hmm. the best way to release it is music. Because once again, like I said before, like someone probably feels the way I felt and wanted to express it. Don't know how, but if they can listen to my song that makes them feel like they express what they want to express mm-hmm. through me, it's like, that's what, that's what gets me going. So, so you, your thing is you, you can't be encumbered by like just these parameters. You, you want to be able to, to do your stuff and, and be true to what you're trying to put out there and expression is important. And I would imagine this is another thing that's important of being in a company of other creatives that you respect. So like Xavier Gibson, for instance, it's like you respect his opinion, you respect his work ethic. So when you're going through that process, your creative process includes like having that, almost that vetting mechanism of like, I wonder what Xavier thinks on this. Yeah, and and it means a lot. Cause like, even though we're so different, we're so alike in when it comes to artistry, like, mm-hmm. You know, and and I mean that in the most vague way. Like, I don't want to say we like the exact same things, but his what he doesn't like kind of can make me be like, oh, well, I like this, and let me try to make you like this, and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it, and it, and over time, it starts to dwell. Like, damn, this does sound good, or this does work, or this does resonate with me now because I understand it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you you talked about. Um, Talk about uh, like always being a Cali dude, but let's let's flip a little bit. Um, so you're here, right? You're you're here in this Baltimore area, and it, it's funny, like you know, Baltimore has been on this this period of a come up, and I think there's, I think I think there's this thing, <laughs> I think there's this thing where we take kind of two steps forward and, and two steps back or what have you, and really doesn't be, it's not sustained. That's ultimately what I'm getting, getting to. So as a person that's creating here, right, you could choose to say, you know what, that period of my life, when I came here, that chapter is now closed. I can go to Philly. I can go to New York. What does it mean to you to be an artist that when someone's looking you up and they're seeing some of your, your work and they're like, Oh, okay, this is a guy with connections to Baltimore, or this is a guy that's working with people who are in Baltimore how does that feel to you? And how does it feel to be a part of the community of creators here? Uh, I really enjoy being a part of the creative scene here because it's very, it's very disliking's own way as far as like, uh, cause you know, DMV, you know, I don't, I don't really kind of associate like the difference between it. Cause I feel like it's all, we're all, they're all connected in so many ways, but like, it's more so like this scene is so it's like the Baltimore scene is so disliked for some odd reason. I think it's just because the city's rap of what the news and whatever puts out, but Baltimore is so creative. I'm talking about like 
creative as fuck. Like it, it, it would blow your mind to step here one day and someone take you on. So if you knew somebody in the creative scene, you hung out with them one day, I promise you, you would not want to leave. And I feel like that's how it feels. Like it feels like there's so many people that are working very hard and doing things very genuinely here. Mm-hmm. But the outside world sees Baltimore as a rough place and this, that, and the third, that they don't get recognition. And it's one of those things like, I feel like I didn't get recognition within my own family sometimes or just life period for being myself. And a lot of Baltimore artists and creatives are just being themselves. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. And I think that's what keeps me here and like really into the scene here because everyone is genuinely trying to do something and they enjoy it. or at least for the people i've met in the scene yeah. a lot of them are doing it because they genuinely love it like some of the homies i know don't even do other things but make music and sit in the room all day and make and that's very genuine to me like there's not a lot of that because niggas be thinking like oh i can go to cali you know that i can meet so-and-so and so-and-so a lot of cali just if, within Cali is like who you know and who knows who and can I get to this party where I think I'm gonna see Frank Ocean or <laughs> Little Wayne or something you know what I'm saying yeah. and try to slide them or talk to them or be cool with them or drop it like oh I make music but and I hate that shit by the way <laughs> yeah, I, do too. No, I, do, I really do too though like because out here it's like you only gonna really interact with the people that are on the same wavelength mm-hmm. you and the same level as thinking as far as like seeing the bigger picture and that's a lot of that's a lot of creative people that I know in Baltimore. They see the bigger picture. They don't they don't they don't need to sit back and wait for Louis to hit them up. They're making their own shit for Louis to see that they need to hit them up. And I think and that's I, I think that's the thing. We're we're very and the people that are in the scene here are very DIY. Where it's like, look, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be true to what I want to do. And if you see it, cool. And I think the thing with it, it's very accessible. And I've learned that in in doing this particular podcast and connecting with the different people, some who've moved in, some who've been here forever and they're real people, which is one of those hallmarks of Baltimore. It's a city of real people. So if you run into someone that is making music or designing clothes or whatever the thing is, they are a real person. So you're going to see them at the crown. You're going to see them, you know, friggin' at Patro's. You're going to see them <laughs> at Stucco's. I'm just going to start naming very local places. So I think the the accessibility is a, is a thing here that you can encounter people that they're just real people and you can easily just run into them. And, you know, they're doing the same thing that you're probably doing. I think you can connect that way. Um, and being in the scene here, if you're authentically doing good stuff, people are always looking. That's the thing. And that's the thing, though. Like, it's crazy because a lot of people don't know I make music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I connected with people that I genuinely thought were genuine before like hearing that they make music or hearing that they were in the scene. And, you know, I just like their vibes and stuff. And it's like, I've, I've experienced more open artistry out here than in LA. LA is a nicer place as far as just like, I guess people saying hello and hi back to you, but genuine artistry I experienced out here. Like, mm-hmm. It's like come to Baltimore and get that real shit. That's 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 how I feel about it. Yeah, for sure. That and should like, be on the, that should be on the advertisement. Like, yo, come to Baltimore. <laughs> You're gonna see something real. Come to Baltimore if you need something real. So, 
let, let's talk let's talk about um about music before we uh, wrap up and do that opportunity to shamelessly plug so i got i got two questions and um one is uh how do you respond to negative criticism about your work or have your negative feedback in that in that 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 uh creation process well, it's crazy that you asked that because like I dropped I dropped music probably the first time, what, 2014, 2015 on SoundCloud. That there's the songs are still up there, you know? But I haven't dropped anything since. But during that time, I've had performances, I've had other endeavors where people play my song and music. And it's crazy because the response that people usually give it when they don't know it's me is good. Mm-hmm. But then when they know it's you, it's like, hmm, let me try to criticize this in, in some way. Mm-hmm. Which is which can be detrimental to my mental sometimes, but it only it only really affects me fully if it's from someone that I trust with information or trust with their opinion. Like I have, like even it's like one of the things I can ask my girl, mm-hmm. and she'll give me her honest opinion. You know, she hears the shit every day. She hears me making it. She, you know, she's there for the process. So sometimes she don't like it when she hears me making it, but then in the end process or when it's done, she's like, okay, well, I actually do like it now. Mm-hmm. Or with Xavier, like I'll send him something I think is great. He'd like any criticism. And for me, the negative criticism is more so just advice. And as a listener, how's he taking it? Because he's in the music already. And the other, other good homie, YTK, that's another good Baltimore artist that's just doing great out here. Like he, he keeps it real with me. Like mm-hmm. I'll send him something or I'll, I'll try to show him something. Off rip. Sometimes he'd be like, Hey bro, like, before you even send me this or hear this, turn the volume down. Or, you know, it's like one of those things, like it's more so instead of negative criticism, it's constructive. But like, I don't think I've ever experienced someone being like, oh, this nigga's trash or your song suck or anything. Cause I, I haven't put anything out for anyone to really say or to me to build a fan base of haters. Cause with, with a lot of followers, you will get haters regardless. Cause Mm-hmm. I hate I hate shit that people don't like just cause <laughs> you know what I'm saying just to be different like if you like that sometimes I'll just be like I don't just cause I don't want to be like you you know contrarian yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it comes it comes with that when you like with your art but as far as right now I haven't had that where someone was like oh, I'm trash or you don't make good music or you're ugly like as an Aquarian as a fellow Aquarian you know I'm probably gonna laugh that shit off anyway <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're like fuck you like but at the end of the day. Personally, I can say I haven't experienced any of that, so I don't have much to say on how I yeah. deal with it. But like negative criticism or negative, yeah, negative criticism only comes from my friends, and it's never negative; it's just constructive. Yeah, you and, use it as, as energy to 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 kind of improve because the the source you're judging the source, and I think that's a key component of what you're yeah. describing. The source of it is important. When it does come though, like I truly think I'll have my moments where I like trash talk back, but it's only because. I can back it up. It's like one of those things, like a hooping. Like I'll, I'll trash talk all day because I know I'm a cookie. Yeah. It's like, you call me ugly. I'd be like, ha all right, well, I just got two photo shoots. I just did two photo shoots. <laughs> like I just was on a billboard. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. simple stuff like that. It's like, I think that's how I would deal with it. But at the same time, I also feel like I wouldn't pay too much attention anymore because I was, there was a point in time where I really wanted everyone's opinion in my life. And I think that was one of my lowest things. I wanted to be accepted by everybody yeah. like it was like one of my lowest points in life but now it's like i don't care <laughs> i really don't like i'm gonna be me regardless yeah, like, of who we at who we around nigga we was in front of obama or trump 
I'd be like, fuck the president to vote for him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah um, I think like, I think like once you, you, you get past that point of caring what people and like truly doing, it's a lot of people that say it, but when you get past that point where you're able to truly be like, nah, I don't care. But if you want me to care, then that's a whole different thing. I can yeah. fake care. And that's a whole different can of worms with it. And you know how that thing goes. It's just you, yes. like, you can be senselessly spicy. That's what I like to play in. I like to disprove your point as opposed to yapping back. I want want to disprove it. And I want to show you what you were saying is factually wrong, but also you were stupid for doing it. That's where I like to live at. (laughs) Yeah, 100% I agree with that. Like my biggest thing now is I like to debate and whatnot. But then like over time, just within this recent pandemic, I just, just stuff like this going on where I had to realize like everything doesn't need that debatable energy or everything doesn't need that, response like say, say someone says something to me that i know i could respond in a spicy way or a negative way or a funny way it's still like we don't even need the response because maybe they're gonna start something back up or maybe they're gonna do something it's like mm-hmm. all that energy i'm using right there i could be thinking or using it to for content i can turn that situation into a song i could turn that situation into a parody or something you know it's like mm-hmm. i just had to like you said once you get to the point where you just like you don't care it's like you don't care, and I I've lost friends over that. Just me being like, I'm gonna be myself regardless where we go. Like, yeah. Same. you don't want me to, you don't want me to yell out loud, "Girl, you crazy?" Then don't be my friend, like, because I'm girl, you crazy. So, last question I got before we get into the shameless plugs, and this kind of actually ties into the shameless plugs because I am a profession now. Uh, <laughs> what's a project that you have coming up that you're really excited for? My my EP that's coming out soon. Uh, I'm not going to say the drop date, but I do have a single off the EP. Um, the EP itself is called As Is. Mm-hmm. and um, very, very synonymous with how you've been describing yourself in this episode. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because I went through a phase where I was going to drop three EPs, right? Mm-hmm. And name them three different things, but all tied into one. And I told myself, I'm like, nah, that's not it for right now. It's not, it's like, that's not genuine. I feel like I'm trying to do something for the people rather than do something for what I would do what I am or what, what I'm trying to put out. Mm-hmm. So I finally came with the name as is. And, and after that, literally just everything else would happen after that. After I set on that name, cover art, shoots, promotion, getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm, I'm worried about or not worried about, but like excited about because this is the first time I'm dropping in what, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like I said, I've been doing performances throughout the years, but it's only, it's like, oh yeah, they can hear the song, but what's next? Like they have nothing to listen to after the club or after the performance. So that's the only thing I'm worried about right now that's coming out is, as far as myself is, as is, and that's the name of my EP. But so having, having that trepidation around it of like, yeah, I'm about to pop, I've got something new coming out and just like that. It's, it's a degree of anxiousness. It's a degree of like excitement, things like that. That's what, that's what yeah, you're kind of dealing with. Yeah. Literally, literally the other day, the single from the EP is coming or a single from the EP is coming out because the other day I was in here with the homies, Xavier, YTK, Kadeem, shout out to all y'all. Literally they were in there telling me like, bro, like we're tired of your shit. Like <laughs> you make music, you've been making some good shit. You've been doing, you've been putting like drop something for someone else to hear besides us, you mm-hmm. know? And with that, 
literally I just submitted in a single a single's coming out on May 7, GYC Freestyle. And I think it's just like I woke up the next morning and I told my girl, I was like, shout out Dev. I was like, I'm just very nervous. I don't know what's I don't because I don't know why I'm nervous, but I'm nervous because I just don't know the outcome. But then again, I started thinking like, well, how will I know what's the outcome if I never if I never did this? If I never yeah. dropped. Because I can tell you right now, low key, if maybe if I didn't drop, if maybe my friends weren't there to tell me to drop, who knows when the EP would have actually came out? Who knows how like how much I would have waited or how but like now it's like it's like the niggas kind of opened the door. It was like, come on in, you know what I'm saying? Join us. Like it's like the faith sometimes though. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like, it's, it's like feel the euphoria of actually dropping what you like yeah. and dropping what you create. And I was like, that you know, that's something I just have to live with. And I'm glad that happened because now that's the only thing I'm thinking about. I'm trying to get shit done for the project. And as is, I personally believe it's going to be a great first new piece for people to listen to as far as GYC and what's to come. Well, that's fantastic. So now, shameless plugs. Um, where can they find you online? All right, man. You know what I'm saying? You already know what's going on. It's your boy GYC. Girl, you crazy. Man of the hour. In the flesh. You already know what's going on. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Girl, you crazy. All on words. Spelled all the right way. Only reason that's Mr. in front of it is because a white lady's name on Instagram. She's like 30. She only got like 200 followers. She followed like a thousand people. Her name, Girl, you crazy. And she won't give me my name. But it's cool. <laughs> Because GYC is the name, Girl You Crazy is the name. Don't ever put a mister in front of it unless you talk to me for the fame. But another plug in, shout out to my boy Xavier. That's the best friend. That boy going crazy. His project coming soon. Shout out YTK. My man, he got some shit on the way. Look out for the fucking video. Let it off. That shit gonna go stupid. But most and foremost, ideas matter. And I just want everybody to know GYC is for the people. About it, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to be myself, and that's it. You don't like it, then fuck off. <laughs> oh, my mama. I like it. Shout out my mama, too, though. Shout out my mama and my two sisters and my little nephew. All y'all, love y'all, and my girl. <laughs> also, shout out to you, Rob. You know, shout out to the household. But no, nah, real shit, though. Like, no doubt. I appreciate this and what you got going on, and Aquarius is for the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll do my side off and then we'll be, we'll be done here. So for GYC, Girl, You Crazy, check them out, check them out, check them out, check them out. This is Rob Lee and saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. It's got to look for it. Mm-hmm.